Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. More ironic than the Miami Heat cooling down in a playoff game, it's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. With me today is my fellow Mavs fan for life. You can find him at Reddit Mavericks, Ruben Tomas. How are you, sir? Uh, doing well. Another week, another week. You know. Right. Right on. Joining us on the road today, he's driving all the way to one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies, our very own Ricky Bobby. Grant, how you doing, dude? Blue NASCAR. (laughs) He is on his way to having a Talladega night. So we've already derailed this basketball podcast, but (laughs) do you know what's also derailed? The Miami Heat's chances of winning a championship. That's fun. God damn, they got well, they got Bam out, they got Goron out, like it sucks, man. I mean <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I there's a very good chance that Lakers are going to win this anyways, but can we agree that that might be the easiest path to the finals that anyone's ever gone through with as far as uh you had a abysmal like Portland team with when you had Damian Lillard was out through most of the series. I mean, again, not that I don't think they weren't going to win that one already, but then you had Houston that was just decided to stop doing things effectively. Like, I don't know. I I still feel like that was a – I felt like we got Rockets light. I don't feel like we got the Rockets, or maybe this is just what happens when you don't think big men exist anymore. And then you have – Denver, that was scrappy, but ultimately, like, no one felt like they were Western Conference, you know, material, yeah. really. Yeah. So, I mean, no disrespect to Denver. I really wish they were in the finals. But, like, ultimately, I just don't feel like the Lakers were given a playoff challenge. And now that with the Miami Heat, which to me, I think would have been the best team of the four that they have to face to win the finals. Now they're not even having to face that whole team. So, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, for the first time ever, I think I saw the stat where this is the first time ever LeBron's had a 2-0 lead, right. like, in a, in, a, in, a, in the finals. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, that's actually true. I, mm-hmm. I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, this is actually – he's never had a 2-0. Like, this is probably the easiest finals he's ever going to have, you know? Well, and I will say that, like, in, in the defense of the Lakers, like, they pretty much said, like, hey, in order to make a – good basketball teamwork all you have to do is get the two of the top three players and we'll figure out the rest because they like ad and lebron are producing on a record level uh what's it bill simmons has like this 42 club um so basically in the playoffs if you average i think it's points assists and uh, points assists rebounds and i think blocks or steals something like that if it all adds up to 42 
Um, it really sh- shows if you average that in a playoff series, it really sh- or throughout the playoffs, it kind of sets you apart as far as just being like a dominant player in the playoffs. And like, it's only a, a handful of like hall of famers that have done it. Like, it's not just like one guy going off for a game. It's like this person sustaining this production. And like, there's only been <laughs> like two instances where two players made the 42 club in a playoff series. And uh, it's like Shaq and Kobe and then okay, LeBron and AD. So they're doing some historic numbers, but I feel ultimately against some, not the best competition, which is weird considering it's the West. It should be a bloodbath. You're right. It's almost like it's almost like you need big men in defense to, to compete in the NBA. So it's such a bizarre concept. <laughs> Good, good chime in from our resident uh, Andre Drummond stand. This is great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think you know the series is pretty much done. I know there's a game tonight, but I think after Tuesday, you know, we just gotta worry about uh, drafting and free agency. You know, and that you that's know. that's actually the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is just like you know I'm actually just want this finals to get done with. I don't want yeah. it to go to five because it's like. I mean, a gentleman's sweep, it, yeah. yeah, a gentleman sweep. Yeah, no, great. Like, I respect the Heat, and I can definitely see. I don't know if it will be a sweep necessarily, but if they continue to get us injured, I don't know. I don't see how Jimmy's still playing. Like Jimmy Butler, look, he's on like one leg, and he's just out of. He's just not injured out of his own force of will. Like he's just screaming. Yeah. He's just screaming at his ankle. No, motherfucker, you're. You're working. <laughs> like, it's like popping his bones back into a relationship, bro. Like, he's Jimmy's like, a fucking... He's so scary, dude. Like, dude. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck. <laughs> Me neither. But, uh, so, uh, Grant is doing a very good podcast move of muting himself when he is not speaking since he's driving. Um, he is being very conscientious, so that is for the listeners. Uh, but in the meantime, when he's trying to make a point, he is miming to us on our Zoom call, and it's very funny. So that's what we were describing. Uh, so we do have some Mavs news uh, that we'd like to kind of touch on. Uh, speaking of the NBA Finals, after one of the Finals uh, press conferences, uh, LeBron basically quoted saying that the, the 2011 Mavs team is what kicked his ass into being one of the greatest players ever. Uh, this isn't necessarily new news, but it's cool to be reminded that we, we have <laughs> that the Dallas Mavericks are a part of the, uh, like, uh, rising action or so to speak, or like the, yeah. the, the origin story of LeBron James, the Mavericks are there to haunt him and how he couldn't, you know, to push himself to be the great one he is today. I mean, like, I think about, like, so, like, I saw that quote, and I was like, wow, like, I remember that morning, I was just like, oh, like, isn't it awesome that, like, we're the genesis of, like, what LeBron <laughs> became, basically. That's a good you know, way of saying like, it. Just, like, watching, like, Sean Marion just lock him up, like, J.J. Brea lock him up, like, just, like, totally. <laughs> like all these, like, scrappy-ass players just, like, you know, you just, like, forcing them, forcing their will onto him, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just great to kind of see, read that again because he mentions it like every so often. Like sometimes, like someone will ask about it. Like when he's playing the Mavs, he's like, "Oh yeah, like there's a reason why, like I never let up in playoff games anymore. I never let up in finals games anymore." Like mm-hmm. I've seen him coast, you know, like in playoff games. Like he's like, "Okay, cool. Like AD, you take over this time." But like mm-hmm. this series, he's been like, "No, bro, I'm gonna fucking just like go 110 percent, you know, whenever I can." So, um, it's oh been sure. Great. It's been great I, just being reminded of it. So 
Absolutely. Uh, there's a great book on this uh, called The Soul of Basketball. And I think that's recommended reading for every Mavs fan or every basketball fan. Um, I'm, I've went, I will find the, the author of it in a moment. But um, it, the argument is that uh, the league that we know and love today is birthed from the 2011 uh, playoff season. Um, and less because of uh, just like the quality of the basketball, but basically the conflicting uh, issues the NBA was getting through versus like public perception, as well as just uh, the story in the field. It, it, and it's like basically uh, the, the four main teams, they kind of emphasize uh, the 2011 Mavericks, uh, 2011 Miami Heat, which was, you know, that was right after the decision. So that big free agency move of uh, him taking, you know, going to, to the heat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And basically the public was kind of really annoyed at basketball. They're like, okay, cool. So now your NBA players are going to make a reality television show and then just join up like in rec league, which, you know, was it a more negative perception of that then than it yeah. was now, yeah. but also people were just kind of, uh, I think the, first decade of the 2000s was probably some of the weakest basketball as far as just like uh aesthetically because it's a lot of post up it's a lot of iso like i think that's kind of one of the worst like as much as i grew up watching that there's it's a lot of bad basketball <laughs> like it's a lot of like all right let's just let tracy mcgrady go you know or every <laughs> every team is. every team had some sort of like two guard tweener like uh okay michael red's gonna go all you know something yeah or stefan marbury's gonna name. yeah stefan marbury's gonna uh dribble around for 20 seconds and then sh shoot a terrible shot you know that was there was a lot of that sort of basketball um and we were kind of exiting out of it and not to mention after you had like the lakers that were the dominant force um and that you had the this is the pau gasol kobe yeah era so you had basically them and the boston celtics which felt like a super team then too because of kevin garnett getting traded and ray allen and yeah. uh, paul pierce and so pretty much the it almost seemed like a predestined conclusion who was going to win. And so like that was doing a really exactly. poor thing for yeah. the, the basketball audience. And what's fascinating is they basically said like you had the contrast of LeBron who was predestined to be the great one. Like he was basically deemed, this is the next Jordan since he was yeah. like 15 um, and acted accordingly has pretty much owned up to that. But then you have Dirk who is this, skinny german kid that can hit threes and like here's this seven foot jer uh, lanky dude that has the skill set of a guard um who is never supposed to be a basketball player you know that was like yeah the unlikelihood of that and then him finding a means of dethroning the already like predestined king if you will uh for the finals and I, it's a really not only is it a great story but uh, it shows the personality behind the athleticism and in team chemistry and culture, all this other stuff and how that, how that really makes a difference. And so now we transitioned out of like the super team era. Well, not out of it, but we, there was a contrast to it and people saw that, Hey, basketball can be more than just the best players beating up on everybody. It can be someone 
still accomplishing something great, even when they're not yeah. supposed to be there. And that unexpected turn in the season is what saved basketball. Um, yeah. It goes clearly to, I mean, I'm going, I've absolutely devoured that book. It was a <laughs> quick, it was, it's like 300, 400 page. Like it's an easy, it's, it's an easy read. You get, so if you guys check that, the soul of basketball, I'm going to get IT on who the author is real quick. Um, Dude, could you read it to me? Yeah, yeah, that'll be our uh, that'll be our next episode. Is me just, just do, doing the audiobook. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh man! Yeah, anyway. Grant can't read as we all know. So. Yes, no, it's all good. Yeah, we he, he's he's one of the smartest people I know. That's a uh, that understands spacing and statistics. Uh, who is you know basically illiterate? Um, how he's allowed to drive, we're not certain. <laughs> You know what I always say? Why? Why book when can't read? You know. Oh God, I hate you. That that should be the name of your TED talk. <laughs> Guys, I've come to you here today. And he's like, he just has pictures in front of him. <laughs> the guy's name is uh, Ian Thompson. Uh, okay. is the name. Sorry, I wanted to make that work, and Firefox was getting super slow. Anyways. Um, <laughs> We've come here today at TED Talk because why book? Well, can't, can't read. What <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, memes are for? It's exactly what memes are for. You're right. You're just like, what are, these, what are these white characters over these <laughs> over these pictures? God. <laughs> That's too uh, good. Anyways, uh, back to uh, Mavericks news. We do have uh, the sad story of Delonte West. Um, he's... For those of you that don't know, former Mav, former NBA player, has been more or less traipsing around uh, downtown Dallas uh, as a as a vagabond, as a person you know asking for change at street uh, street corners. Um, looks like he has gotten just really just the worst of turns uh, as far as uh, human life can go, and. Uh, Basically, we've had a couple of uh, Dallas fans like send pictures and tag Mark Cuban and be like, "Hey, what are you going to do about this?" and uh, or "Can you do anything?" Yeah, about can it? you help? Yeah, totally. And Mark Cuban answered that call. Um, he has gotten. Uh, it's been confirmed that Delonte West has checked in to a rehab center uh, on Mark Cuban's dime. So, yeah, good news I mean, for. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like what Mark Cuban does, bro. Like, if you work, yeah. if you play for the Mavs, like. For the most part, he's gonna love you forever and ever, you know. And it's good, good that he's getting a second chance, man. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'm I'm sure this is probably we don't know how much is behind the scenes. And normally, to wind up where you're at, that's not just you made one decision and now you're on the streets. But hopefully, uh, we're just you know uh, thinking good thoughts and positive vibes to uh, Delonte West. I hope he yeah. recovers. Exactly. See. Ya. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. MLB is back, the NBA is back, you know, they're both in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Visit BetOnline today to check out all the odds and update sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your wagering experts. We got green jerseys coming back we have seen the jerseys we have we have been fighting for this as Mavs fans for god it seems like decades but it, sound, it sounds like we are finally going to get nike all green jerseys uh next season i don't yep. know what you would call them uh 
it's going to be called like fucking legend. Uh, I don't have no idea, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Nike's, <laughs> Nike's like, they're, they're like, their naming system is so stupid, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm calling them throwbacks because they are throwbacks. Sure. Uh, yes. Um, I know that they're already available at Dick Sporting Goods. Cool. And I think um, our contributor, Erica, has mm-hmm. already gotten, has already ordered it. Uh, I don't know if she ordered it because I've only seen the Porzingis. I've only seen another Donchich or the two mm-hmm. that are like out. I don't know which one she got, but she got one of those. And uh, I'm very excited. I haven't bought mine yet. I'm waiting for next payday. But same. You know, we have up until like what, like January basically until the season might be starting up again. I have no clue. Where I have no clue either. So, yeah. What do y'all think about. Uh... You know, the season possibly starting in January, but all these guys like Steph and LeBron saying they want to play in the Olympics, so. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good man. I mean, I mean are we sure that we're going to have a planet next year? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair at this point. Like, I have no idea, man. Uh, I haven't, I don't know, man. I haven't really looked too much into it. I think I read something about like Adam Silver saying he like, they would probably like not be allowed to do the Olympics. Um, which I think is kind of stupid. I think they should be allowed to if the Olympics happen next year. Uh, um, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm I more of like a player, like, hey, like, let them do what they want to do type sure. of guy. Because, um, again, like, whatever, like, the owners are the people who are playing, you know. Um, but, I, uh, I agree, but I also feel that as much as I enjoy watching like summer basketball and I, I like watching yeah. Olympic basketball and it's been cool to see the international rise of it. The fact that it's not just the America beating up everybody, like seeing Spain and uh, Argentina and all kind and Germany actually, like uh, Canada's not good, a bad team, you know, yeah, they have good teams now. Yeah. Like yeah. Most of them has pretty good teams. I think ultimately though, like the, it's, I've always felt weird when it's like professional players playing supposedly amateur sports. And I've, I've had an issue with the Olympics less because I I want people to participate in them. I know that that's a, a milestone for a lot of people. Uh, But I think ultimately for professional players, it's really, it's such a ancillary goal considering I don't know, the still the world pandemic still happening. I mean, I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping it's so not an issue that like, yeah, that's not even like a fear. There if the main concern about guys playing in the Olympics next year is strictly load management, then yeah, things are fine. But I think you gotta take into context like, is yeah. it worth potentially being exposed in a like if people had an issue with how the NBA handled this or how the NFL handles like this whole COVID situation, yeah. <laughs> like wait till you hear how the Olympics handle shit. Like considering how many times they go into a city, basically like say like, Hey, we're going to bring so much tourism and whatever, and then leave you with a bunch of stadiums you can't fill and you with the bill. Like, yeah. you think they're going to do anything to, ensure the safety of like they can't even handle a steroids thing so like i don't know i don't trust the olympics uh, as an organization more than it is uh me worried about players not playing you know what i mean yeah to be fair though i think japan probably has a way better coronavirus uh hold hold on the like, coronavirus yeah like. protocol oh I've, protocol. I, I've got faith in in Japan, I've got no faith in the Olympic Committee. That's more my issue. Is that, uh, okay. That, that, okay. That's yes. So okay. like you, you are correct. Japan probably has its shit together. Certainly a lot more than Russia, who like had a Winter Olympics. And they're like, um, 
we need a slope. They're like, we're around mountains. Find one. Like, <laughs> wait, you guys need know. showers too? <laughs> oh, yeah. These divas. I don't know. Like, I, don't know. Like, I just like, you know, the Olympics to me is pretty cool. Like I know like uh, USA is always really good. Mexico never makes it. So whatever. But uh, Mexico never wins anything, but I don't care. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know, bro. I just like, I like seeing like the internationals. I like, especially now that like I have in my my profession, like I have summers off now. Like I can actually like wake up at like four in the morning and like watch game and then like right. go back to sleep, you know? Totally. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. Like I think there's still so much going on. Like I know the league is like, I know people are like, hey, maybe December, probably not anymore, like more likely January when like the league would start, which means that it would go into August probably, mm-hmm. you know, when the Olympics are August, September, like how it did this year basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, I don't know, dude. I think like this whole thing is like has, has messed up like the uh, the um, the timing of everything, you know, like so like. Totally. Well, yeah. real quick, let me ask you this question. Like how much does a Olympic gold medal do for your career like if you were looking at it like points on your resume as a basketball player how quickly do you care to hear about the gold medal thing you know like because first one's obviously rings next one's likely like mvp or scoring leader or some sort of stat leader yeah all nba all nba all these events all that stuff sure rookie when 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 do you care about the gold medal (laughs) you know what i'm saying I think it matters more for like European people's resume. Cause if you're in America, you kind of expect the, the gold medal, but if you're playing right. internationally, like, like Marcus Gasol is the first ballot hall of famer based on what he's done in Spain alone. He doesn't even have to play a game in the NBA to, to earn that. Right. Yeah. Cause it's a basket. He's done since is like uh he's just like, you know, icing on the cake. Totally. I, I mean, I see that, I guess for me, like I get kind of annoyed, especially mainly it's cause it's always Carmelo Anthony's like, Three-time gold, gold winner, bro. <laughs> right. Where I'm just like, yeah, that means you haven't done a whole lot in the NBA, I guess. Like, uh, and I'm, I'm talking about, like, kind of greatest of all time. Like, we're yeah. talking top 50 players ever kind of discussion more than, like, yeah. a, you know, a, a starter that's – like, an NBA starter like Bogdanovich of some, or somebody like that or Gasol and then them playing for their country. I could – I was not taking that perspective into account. So yeah, I, I think Good like, call, for, Grant. you know, yeah, I just think like for people, for players who are like international, it's like, it's even more elevated, you know, for them, you know, where right. it's like, like a lot of people take that, like, I know it seems like a lot of like international players take that the Olympics or like the FIBA world cup as like the, uh, as like almost like their finals, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, like this is like the big tournament that, you know, you play in and, you know, cause I don't know. It's just one of those things. Uh, but I mean, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens with the Olympics and really international basketball going forward because everything again, like everything's was postponed or moved around, and you know, guys don't get any younger. You know, <laughs> like that's you know, so it's just you know, it's just one of those things. So, mm-hmm. hey guys, just a reminder that if you're looking to bet online, look no further than BetOnline.ag today. Check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all those welcome back to sports bonuses. Trust me, your wallet and your bankroll will thank you. Uh, Bet Online, your online wagering experts. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. 
They have the Lawnmower 3.0, which is a premium electric trimmer that also is waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower or in the dark or in the dark shower for you weirdos that are doing such a thing. They also offer the Shears 2.0, which is a luxury four-piece nail kit. It features a tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tweezers, scissors, clippers, well, we don't like the clippers too much right now, but also a medium grit nail file. Listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. All right. Okay. First question comes from Grace, our good friend Grace. Good friend Grace. She asked me a question. She asked the entire group as a question. So, okay. First question for me Why do you want the Seattle Storm to win the WNBA finals personally? Um, that's because I think Seattle's cool as fuck. <laughs> and, like, just as a place to be at, uh, I really, really want them to have an NBA team again, you know? Um, WME is great. I love it, you know, but I just think, like, if they had an NBA team again, that would just be amazing. Uh, uh-huh. So I'm just rooting for Seattle just in general. Um, sure. Even if, like, even if like got somehow, like, the Mar- Seattle Mariners were, like, in the playoffs, from basketball, in baseball, I'd be like, yes, good job, Mariners, you know, like. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, second question for everyone else. Um, <laughs> let's pretend I'm six inches to sit to nine inches taller. What basketball position would match my personality most. Okay. So I remember Grace is like 6'2 already. Right. I was going to say, yeah. I was like, yeah, so now she's just got like perfect, like <laughs> Trevor Ariza, like wingspan and everything. <laughs> okay. Her personality. I think she'd make a great wing. I think like she would definitely be like uh, the, the spark plug, you know, just like the person oh, that's absolutely. like get, yeah. getting people engaged. So I think, yeah. uh, I know she definitely try her best on defense. Um, I think, you know, She's got solid free throw range, um, so you know, absolutely she, we've seen that. We have yeah. seen this on like on record. We've, seen, we've seen this on record. So I think you know if she develops a corner three. I mean, sounds like we got ourselves a a, a, a dodo esque uh, wing that I would like even better. Like you know, uh, likely better. Yeah, yeah. You know, like she'd be fucking amazing. I think Grace work on your corner three. I feel like she could be a good. Uh, so positions don't really fucking matter anymore, really, right. as we've seen this recently. Uh, if she was like whatever, uh, I think she'd be probably a really good uh, a good floor general, really. You know, oh, I just okay. think maybe had, more point forward. Yeah, she just has that personality where it's like she could absolutely just be like, "Hey, do this, do this, do this," you know, mm. and kind of just control the floor a lot, really well. You see her um, as a distributor. Yeah, absolutely distributor. Just a general, just a floor general. So <laughs> she'd be like, "Please cut to the basket." Yeah, please. And then <laughs> if you didn't do it once, you'd yell at you. But <laughs> I don't know if Grant has any. Any input? No. no okay. No great. input. Cool. All right. Let's see. Next question comes from Chris Lopez. Oh, I love you, Chris. You know, that's a very sweet message for us. He says, wanted y'all to know I love you guys. Every episode is amazing and always has me cracking up out here on the tractor. Because, guys, he's a farmer, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely one of the best wholesome follows on yeah, Twitter. So, Brett, shout out to Chris. If you received. Absolutely. Chris, I love you. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> if you received an all-expenses-paid trip to anywhere in the world with zero COVID restrictions, so assuming COVID's not around, right? Where are you going and why? I'm already here. <laughs> He's in Talladega. He's in Talladega. So we already know Grant's answer to that one, uh, dude. I would, I'd probably go to go to Japan. Mm. I would stay there for like a good like 
two weeks, I think, if that's how long I could be there. Uh, there's so much to do. Like, I was so – I've this year I got really big into sneakers, finally, uh, you know, because I can afford them. Uh, I've been buying sneakers. I watched a documentary about, like, the Japanese, like, sneaker culture and just how like, they get, like, all of these, like, super rare sneakers that you can't get anywhere else. Like, I'd be doing that. I'd be going to their baseball games because – the MLB sucks ass when it comes to like fan engagement, but over there they do like all the crazy, um, like the crazy chants. And they have like the way they do their beer. Like they have like their, these people have like these backpacks full of like with kegs of beer and they walk around and they, they give you like, you know, free, like, un, like tapped beer right then and there, dude. That's um, amazing. I know. How, I was like, how, yes. How has it minor league already done this? Cause exactly. they're just like, listen, we can keep offering them coupons for free games, but I bet we could sell this place out if there was just a keg guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'd, like, yeah like, I'd love that. And then, like, the other point of uh, Japan is, like, uh, you know, just a beautiful scenery. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's they, – they, they're so, like, much, like, by themselves. There's just so much, like, weird, cool things going on. Mm-hmm. I would just be – I would have fun every single day, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm there, so – that's right. No, Japan's a solid choice. I, I, that that would be a, that's a top three for me. I don't know. I actually haven't left the United States. I have a passport, and I've just what? not made a yeah. <laughs> I've not left the United States somehow. Um, so I mean, obviously, I need to visit my our, our neighbors in Canada and Mexico. You know, whenever our passports work. But yep. uh, first places off the top of my head, I would love to just see the entire United Kingdom. So I'd love to see Scotland, okay. Ireland, and england obviously yeah um but also new zealand new zealand's been a top one for me it just seems like such a gorgeous space and that's something i've always wanted to go out and just visit that tiny weird part of the universe where it's not quite australian and uh oceana just oceana yeah yeah, Yeah. it's super like i so there hasn't been a thing from new zealand that i've just been like oh i don't know if i want to do that it's just like no it's it seems to have like a good you know basketball league there and you know all kinds of cool shit yeah dude yeah new zealand sounds cool shit man mm-hmm. uh, let's see next question comes from lane lane asks um if you could ha- if you if you had to live in any anime or we'll say cartoon sure um what anime or cartoon would you choose and why hmm. uh i would i would absolutely love uh living in uh pokemon Okay. I think that will count as anime. Like yeah, that's, that's, that's it's Japanese, Japanese animation, so anime. But sure, I would actually live there because okay, it seems like everybody there has like free healthcare for one thing. <laughs> um, you can either become a trainer and actually like go venture the explore the world, or you could just be like a washed up like thirty something year old and just like mm-hmm. have like a pet like basically pet monster <laughs> to just hang out with you all day. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, here, here's my fire dinosaur. Yeah, that I just hang you know, out with. Yeah, right. you know, like, like this, it's a heater right there, dude. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I, would, I think Pokemon would probably be like my top one. I think Pokemon's a, is a fantastic choice. I don't know. I'm, I'm not the biggest anime person, so I'm gonna. But the one, my favorite anime is one that I, or I guess my two favorite animes that I followed at all would be Dragon Ball Z and Cowboy Bebop, which okay. You know, and I don't want to live in either of those because one no, of them there's like, a, places, yeah, like, you're <laughs> like, more likely I, to die. Like exactly, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, cool. One's like this space cowboy noir where there's nothing but criminals and terrible drug addicts and gangs. The other one is uh, 
uh, a seemingly innocuous, like, nice town being demolished by some alien that wants to kill a guy that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And now, now he wants to do some sort of Mortal Kombat tournament out in the middle of the desert that I can't see. I'm just hearing explosions all the time. Now there's a gigantic monkey monster destroying something. Like, so, yeah, Pokemon's the choice. <laughs> all right, let's see. The next question comes from Jeff. Jeff asks, I'm interested in your thoughts on hell. Mm-hmm. Well, buddy, we're living in it right now. Well, yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so my th- thoughts on hell. Uh, I think a really good example of hell, to, like it, when, I, when I think about if there were to be a space that you would go to to attune for all your crimes and sins or whatever, I don't think it would be as... Uh, it wouldn't be as easy as a lot of like, it wouldn't be as like, Oh, you just go to like the fireplace where everyone's screaming. Um, there's a movie called risk cutters. Um, that's very good. I've I've seen this. Yeah. It's a good movie. And so basically they live in purgatory because they've all killed themselves. Like that's where you go when you supposedly kill yourself and it's just worse than our existence, but it's basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one's allowed to smile. And like you live with a shitty roommate. That's always complaining about like your, the cottage cheese, not being there. Yeah. Just like shit like that. Yeah. Right. And you can't go anywhere else. And like now everyone won't kill themselves because it's like, well, if that's as bad, like this place already sucks. What happens after this? And it's like, yeah, it's a, uh, that would be my, whatever it is that you hate, you know, or what is it, things that annoy you? That's just what you live with in your existence. Yeah. Uh, but if you want a more funny way of looking at it, uh, watch your pretty faces going to hell. We're basically, um, it's so good. It's uh, <laughs> you're either being a tortured or you get slightly above it and you become a demon. So, but it's basically like working a cubicle job. Oh, it's fucking bullshit. So, so it still sucks, but it's like better than being tortured. <laughs> Uh, my thoughts on hell. So I've I've watched The Good Place, uh, mm. and love it. I think that I think The Good Place is a very good like because I'm I guess I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. I don't mm. really like adhere to any you know uh, faith or creed. But uh, mm. I think that in itself is like it's a good way to look at it. Like like the good place, like the bad place being a place where like you know there's just too much of things. Or like it seems perfect, but in reality it's just like it's it's too much it's almost too perfect it's too much like good things going on where it's like you start second questioning yourself of like hey like do i really deserve this like Mm -hmm. do i really deserve to have an entire room of sneakers that i can wear for all eternity (laughs) like (laughs) stuff like that um you know i just think uh whatever it is man i kind of hope it's like that because i don't know how many of us are going to heaven (laughs) at this point but uh i don't know know. (laughs) sorry go ahead but uh, not me i'm good you're good (laughs) Oh, Grant. Okay, but yeah, that's what my thoughts on Miller. Let's see. Uh, next, next question. Next question. It comes from James. Ah, he's had this is a little bit more problematic question. Not so much. <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome back, back, James. He's getting back into gear a little bit. Um, top place you don't want to be caught for public urination. A playground that's easy oh yeah a playground's fucking yeah a yeah because like that's or... like yeah any any place where there's <laughs> there may or may not have children nearby then you are just tagged on with that for the rest of your life don't i do think it. i think like those are like a government building or like mm. 
I don't know. The, the Alamo seemed to be uh, a fun place to pee for Ozzy Osbourne. It was not like it's like he, he was banned from the city for like three decades. Just, well, yeah, I'm thinking like more like the White House or like the fucking like House of Congress. Uh, I would pee on the White House before I would pee at a public like playground. That's I, I would about... take that risk because you know what? If I get tackled by a secret secure or secret, or service, yeah. secret service guy mid pee while peeing on the White House. Um, which would now be the white and yellow house, um, yeah. <laughs> then uh, I would much rather do that than be considered a sex offender the rest of my life. So <laughs> I'd rather go to Guantanamo Bay than become a, <laughs> than be considered uh, a, than have yeah. to do that. Yes. Go yeah. to all your neighbors and say, hi, I'm a registered sex offender. Yeah, no. Like, Jesus that, Christ. That hasn't happened for me personally yet. So thank God. No. I mean, about like, you know, having people come over and be like, hey, by the way, I'm a, you know, no, mm. thank God. Because I would want to move immediately. <laughs> Let's well, see. No matter uh, where you move, you'd have to do it legally. Yeah, which is. Uh, yeah. It's also like a fucked up way of like addressing it. It's like that doesn't prevent or better. It just makes that person's life worse. But you know, yeah, hey, but, we love punishment over actual rehabilitation in this country. Yeah, it's fucking well, grand. Sorry, we'll, we won't go down that road. You're good. Uh, Alexis asks. This is the real Alexis, and this is might be a. This might be a good question for Grant actually. Um, yeah. How much do you love KP? I need to know for science. <laughs> Scientifically, he's the uh, second best unicorn in the NBA. Oh, second best? What? He's my he's my number one, top one, number one. Well, yeah, that's because you you uh, disrespect Jaron Jackson too much. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, no, I love KP so much. Um, the fact that he played with a fucking torn meniscus is fucking. It's baller insane. and scary at the same time <laughs> but uh like the fact that he was doing show, he put up like 35 points on a fucking tour on a fucked up knee uh is amazing uh i hope he can I hope he recovers really well uh he has until at least january i think you know until the season starts he's um, i mean he just does everything pretty well the only thing i i mean i don't even have really a critique on him because all intents and purposes he does everything you could ever want a seven footer to do in this current nba so yeah uh, let's see. Next question comes from Mavs Network, and this one could be a long one, but we'll try to. Uh, we'll, try we'll to see. Keep, yeah. Let's... Okay. Which NBA players best exemplifies the positions of this alignment chart? So it's the lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. Oh, okay. Yeah the 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 D and D chart. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking lawful good. I don't even know. Like I'm Wait, to... can, real quick. Sorry to interrupt, and we can cut this out. But do we want to do this as a segment next week? Because that's a long. Let's thing. move it out. Because it's a gr- it's a great question. So yeah, let's... I agree. I also don't have time to answer. That. Yeah, let's. Y- yes. let's solve now. Now we're gonna bring a postpone this one. We'll do that. Okay. We we will get you next week, Mavs uh, Network. It's gonna be a segment. That's how good that question is. Yeah, that's a really good question. We're gonna, we're gonna we need to spend some time on this one. So. Yeah. That'd be good. Okay, we'll, we'll table that. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna right now. I am going to bookmark this. Good. Hey, we should actually get a Mavs Network on the pod. We should. Yeah. That actually would be a good time to get one. But we'll see. Cool. We can we can talk about Hassan Whiteside for oh for an hour. God, Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, Luca's lawyer. I love it. Um, <laughs> asks, what would you trade for Buddy Hield realistically, or would you rather try to trade for Oladipo? Can I can I answer that one first? Yes, yes, please. I would trade anything not named KP, Dorian, or Luca 
for Buddy Hield, and uh, I would go with Buddy Hield over Oladipo. Oladipo is a better player, but uh, Buddy Hield has a better contract. Oh, okay. That's a good, that's goes, a good reason. He's one of the contracts that goes down every year as opposed to up. Oh, mm. that's a weird way to do it. But good Okay, night. okay. That's cool. And um, Buddy Hill does make more sense supplementary to our current team. And what we would give up would be role players. So he would fit into being a better c- contributor to our yeah. team um, as opposed to Oladipo is where his strengths are. Aside, you know, he, he is a better defensive player and uh, he's not as good of a shooter as Buddy Heald, but he's also, he's a better distributor, which is something that we don't necessarily need since considering like we wouldn't need, yeah. I would much rather upgrade our wing situation than uh, put another distributor on the floor, but that's just. The fastest person. No. Yeah. Not as <laughs> my idea. Oh, Grant, you need to make sure your stuff is. Uh... No, he's good. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's walking somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, but, he's, uh, he's he's on his way to the Zoom tracks. We just got to the we just got to the track. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, so I would, yeah, I think. Um, so if I were trade, if I were to pick Oladipo or Buddy Hield, I don't think we could technically go wrong with either, regardless of the contract situation. Um, you know, like they're both what like two guards, maybe tweeners, almost. Um, I, if they played small ball, but uh, Buddy Hill does have the better contract. Um, I mean, it kind of depends on like what I think. I think you guys are right. Where for Buddy Hill, it would most most likely be um, role players more likely. I think I think Oladipo would command more uh, to give up. Um, so uh, I would have to probably go Buddy Hill. Though I I would not be mad if we got Oladipo, depending on who we gave up. All right, so uh, so Grant actually has to get off. He's gonna hop off in a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, bye, awesome. Grant. <laughs> That's all good. All right, let's see. Next question. Last question, actually. Comes oh, okay. From, oh, oh my lord. Okay. Ah, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer is such a nice person on the timeline. She is just constantly interacting with me and just like she's very sweet. Um, great. She asks, uh, "What are you looking forward to the most when the Mavs return?" Are um, the new players on the team? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, as far as I know, because we don't know if we have any new players, though we probably will. But uh, for what I'm looking forward to most, I'm looking forward to hopefully a, a healthy Luca and KP. You know, kind of taking what they learned this past year and just fucking running with it. Um, I don't know how the hell Luke. I mean, there are ways Luke can get better. Uh, you know, I want to see Luca. Like, I want to see him improve in his three-point shooting, definitely on his free throws. Um, maybe have more of a defensive impact. Uh, I think maybe that just come. That might just come with uh, with more practice and him. Maybe like realizing, hey, like I I feel like he did better when the when the games meant more to him. Mm-hmm. But you know, like maybe like you know, seeing him in the playoffs, like actually playing more defense. I don't know, something like that. It's almost like a LeBron-esque like factor where it's like okay, like LeBron doesn't really try unless he really needs, he really wants to try. Um, with KP, I'm just ready to see him healthy. You know, uh, he was killing it before, like before he got injured all those times. Uh, you know, in the past and seeing him do all that stuff. I'm also looking forward to like you know our role players, like kind of uh, whoever's back with us basically, because I think some guys are probably gonna be leaving this offseason. Um, you know, uh, just the guys. I, I'm ready to see them just have a fun again and just uh, be a fun team. So, yep. I'm I'm actually excited to see if the supporting cast 
aside from Luca and KP, because I always I just kind of take for granted they're going to be great. Like they're yeah. they're taking care of their own and they fit well together and they're they can handle their own. But my particular or what I'm looking at, I would love to see if Maxi and Dodo um, step up. You know, and are they going to be closer to like they're already pretty good starters. They're just you know they're good supplementary players, but are they capable of putting up? NBA starter minutes um, and really it, I think all that does is just like if they just in, are better at uh, shooting and just better at facilitating I, I don't know I think that would be really interesting to see if they if they step up how much better that makes the rest of the in the team rather than having to rely so heavily on KP and Luca. yeah yeah I'm just excited I'm, I'm also excited to see uh, hopefully us being able to go back mm-hmm. to the games or just hang out in person, god damn it. <laughs> like, I know, man. I miss all no, of them. Miss- no, no, you're right. You got it right. I want to go back to the games, sadly. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, this is the first, second sporting event I've been to since, like, we played the Hawks. <laughs> Shit, that was a long time ago, too. Yeah, you know, it's just like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I miss you guys in particular, like, the guys in the group and our, uh, you know, and I know Joe lives in England, but. If Joe ever wants to come over, bro, like, yeah, man, he's got a place to stay with one of us, I think. So, you know, but hopefully soon. Hopefully things can get better sooner than later. So, yeah, it's a, it, it'll be a hopefully a long off season. Um, well, yeah. well, shorter. Off. Yeah, I no, don't understand short off season. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know any concept of time. You could have told me that the NBA finals were, you know three months ago and I would have believed you like yeah. I at this point like I don't I can't the fact that it's October right now I still haven't processed it yet oh yeah uh, well yeah those are well, all the questions this week thank you guys so much for submitting questions thank you guys so much for listening for on this off-season pod uh, we appreciate all the interactions uh, from all of our Mavs Twitter fans and our podcast people so you guys asking questions it's uh, one of the things I look forward to every single weekend. So thank you guys so much for participating and uh, giving us a thing to do uh, on these weekend mornings. So yeah. uh, we're going to wrap this up. Well, we're, you can find us at the, the MFFLs.com. Uh, you can find us at the, at the underscore MFFLs on pretty much everything. Uh, you can find me at Don underscore Denim uh, on Twitter. You can find Ruben at Reddit Mavericks. You can find Grant at Edmund the Slayer and like a few other burner accounts that he doesn't like mentioning in public. <laughs> <laughs> awesome guys. Uh, this has been the hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. Thank you so much for listening and uh, wish Grant a happy race of turning faster than everybody else. Yep. Yeah. Go NASCAR. We NASCAR. Watch the race at one o'clock today, guys. Oh my God. I... Gonna win. All right. Hopefully. Or Jimmy. Go. Go Jimmy, Jim Bob Cooter. No idea who it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everybody. Later, guys.